and welcome to the week four review of the NFL season for the first and ten network. Uh, I'm Ollie. I'm of course joined by Ash. Ash, you doing all right, mate? Yeah, better this week after last week. So yeah, not too bad. Thanks, mate. Yeah. You? Yeah, good. Thanks. Yeah, Austin Eckler looks like he's back doing his. Uh... Well, fingers crossed. Well, I can't say any, I can't say too much yet because we've got about fifty-four thousand injuries. But <laughs> oh yeah, it was an, at least it was a win. So yeah, uh, Mars, uh, you, you, welcome to the podcast again. Uh, how are you doing? Um, well, I was actually encouraged by the Patriots this week, but still just, again, injuries building up. We've now lost our number two QB, so yeah, we'll see. But yeah, more encouraged, but still disappointed. Yeah, I mean, overtime with the number three is not bad. It's, uh... Yeah, no, it's not bad, but it just, yeah, again, the only thing we looked good at was running the ball, so... Yeah. All right, let's get into the first game of the week. It was the Thursday night game, uh, the <clears> Dolphins <throat> at the Bengals. Obviously, a lot of news circling around this one. Uh, Miles, what did you make of all the sort of controversy going on? I just don't think Tua should have been in the game to start with. I think it's really that straightforward. Um, it obviously the hit he took that can happen to anyone at any time, but he shouldn't have been in the game, so he shouldn't have been put at risk by his team. So I get he's a competitor and he he wants to play all the time, and but he he just shouldn't have been in the game. Um, real shame to see him go off like that. It looked really really nasty. Um, I was talking to a few other people at the time, and we all just felt a bit deflated and like I'm not even a, a, a Finns fan and I just it just was horrible to see really so the NFL have got a lot to a lot to think about and I know they've introduced this new rule but it's, it's a bit it's too little too late really and I just think they're just doing it to save themselves rather than because they care so it's a bit yeah a bit, bit of a sad way to remember what was a fairly entertaining game yeah it's really awful to see and you know it's you don't want to see that happen to any player, but the good news is that they fired the uh, doc, medical doctor, mm. independent medical doctor. So problem fixed. That's uh, that's never going to happen again now. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and this this is the thing is like they put all the blame on one guy and uh, move forward, but um, there's got to be because uh, this is the problem is. Although that independent medical doctor makes the checks, it's ultimately the team doctor who makes the call. So it, it, there's still not that complete separation from the team to the uh, doctors. And I think it's always going to be a problem. And also, you know, uh, according to Mike McDaniel, it's just a concussion. So all good, right, Ash? Yeah. yeah, I mean, they might be, they might have to start doing an independent medical checks if if I'm honest if things start like keep happening like that so you know like Miles said it's a bit of a weird one like <clears throat> from the hit last week I don't quite know how he managed to pass he didn't seem to even be in concussion protocol for that very, for that long when you hit see ones like Renfro and there was a few others last year they seemed to be in concussion protocol for like three or four weeks and then two was like yeah he's he's been in it for like two days and he's back in in the ones doing the uh, training for the Bengals game on on a short week, I was like, "All right, doesn't doesn't sound fishy at all." So yeah, it's a bit of a um, a bit of a weird one there for the NFL. But I'm I'm guess we'll get more and more news out as and when this week. Obviously, they've already announced that two is not playing against the Jets. I think that's uh, sensible. Um, 
but also they've done that to just quickly um quickly hush hush any um any talk of what's been going on recently or the last week or two or anyway yeah and it's a real shame you know apart from obviously obviously very concerned for Tua and his health um <clears throat> but you know what was going looking like it was going to be a tight game and then the Bengals run away with it um i mean purely from a football perspective also not great either so pretty marred Thursday night football unfortunately mm. um moving on to Sunday uh the first game of Sunday the first London game of the season um <clears throat> unfortunately I don't think any of us were there but um we did we were represented by Ross mm. um Miles did you watch it I did yeah um really nice time to watch some football on a Sunday afternoon I get why the Americans have it that way but yeah um just thought it was a really back and forth game, really entertaining. I had the Saints down to win it, and then it looked like the Vikings got off to a really good start. Then the Saints were on top, and then Saints could have won <clears> it right <throat> at the end and didn't. But yeah, um, well, no, they could have tied it and taken it to overtime, but really unlucky on the kick. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was a really entertaining game. Um, was kind of uh, surprised at like how not not effective but like he the red rifle is still you know he's a pretty solid option isn't he you know i think he hasn't hasn't played much but still you know still looked in control of the game i mean i'm not saying you know i know Jameis isn't like an elite quarterback but i still think you know they, they're gonna miss him and they did at times but yeah i thought dalton was pretty solid uh throughout the game really yeah it's unfortunately it was sort of a awkward time for us obviously because because we have the other football that it then competes with um luckily united made that a pretty easy to <laughs> um about halfway through that game so it, uh yeah that was uh, and i used to watch uh at least, at least most of it and then catch up on the first half highlights um ash what uh, bills at ravens next um i mean this looked like the game was a week on paper it didn't really disappoint i'd say yeah, two great teams this one. Um, it was a bit of a slobber knocker, as the old wrestlers say, but um, it was two good quarterbacks, two well-coached teams. And if I'm honest, it could have gone either way. I think that Poya pick right in the end zone that um, Lamar threw, I think that was a real turning point, obviously. Then they Buffalo drove down the end. Great time management, kick field goal on the game. It was, it was a really good game. And I wouldn't even be surprised to see these two battling it out in definitely one of one of the playoff games if not the championship game uh, AFC championship so but yeah two really good teams a really good game um for for the neutral to watch yeah i mean these are probably the two front runners at mvp <clears throat> at the quarterback in these uh, i mean obviously we're only 4 weeks in but you know both lamar jackson and josh allen form of their lives at the moment yeah, they are. They are. And it is it has been back and forth really. Obviously everyone's MVP probably prediction was Josh Allen at the beginning of the season. Since the season started, Lamar's come on like the first three games he was epic. And then obviously Josh Allen, you can just still see his class with what he was been putting up. Of they they I did think that they kind of do still miss that second receiving option. I think maybe when it when later on in the season when teams maybe figure a few more teams out and see it. Cause obviously at the moment it's still because <clears throat> of preseason now it's so ineffective. These first three or four weeks are kind of like preseason in some respects where teams are still trying to figure things out. 
So I do think that Buffalo do need to, if obviously Gabe Davis is going to be the, the two, but he doesn't look quite fit at the moment. So I don't know if that's going to be a lingling ankle injury all season. But yeah, there's um <clears throat> both of these teams, they they've got so many good players in respect to their defense and and obviously their quarterbacks and stuff but with with maybe the receiving option the second receiving options as wide receivers it might be something that both these two teams look at in the in trade before the trade window yeah definitely um Mar was Chiefs at Bucks Sunday night football um I it was pretty entertaining at <clears> least <throat> you know just to watch Patrick Mahomes do his thing um, sort of ran up to it and uh, ran, ran away with it in the first half, and then Bucks pulled them back. What did you make of it? Yeah, I think I think we saw Brady looking more normal, more like Tom Brady. I think uh, he has. I mean, I get he's been missing a lot of his weapons um, first few weeks with injuries and suspensions and stuff, but uh, yeah, it looked as you said, it looked like the Chiefs were going to run away with it. Then Brady draws them a bit closer, but eventually the Chiefs just had a bit too much for the Bucks. But yeah, I think you can all you can see the difference straight away when Brady's got Evans and Godwin playing. It's just it's like a different, it's a completely different team. You know, you those two could be the wide receiver one on any team in the league, pretty much, other than maybe ahead of you know Jefferson and stuff like that. But yeah, th- those are two really, really good wide receivers. So having them on the field at the same time just elevates Brady. Brady elevates them. And again, they look like a much better team. Um, you know, being able to stretch the field with those two, you've then got Rashad White ran really, really well. Um, and I just think, you know, they're both running backs are running really well um, for the Bucks. So yeah, it just looks like a, a completely different team to what we've seen so far this season. Um, so yeah, I think they've got, a lot to look forward to, and I think they'll be right up there at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Evans. They obviously on that first touchdown drive for the Bucks, he had those. He took those two massive shots to the back, <clears> where he was able to hang on to the ball, and it was really massive for them. And it, you know, that is the main main difference for the Bucks. If they can get those receivers back, they are genuine Super Bowl contenders. Mm. And uh, I, I mean, they're as good as anyone in the NFC. To be fair, first few weeks there's. Uh, someone's waiting to pop up, pop up out the top at least. Um, Patriots and Packers that I've got next. Um, Miles, you sounded quite positive <laughs> about this. I mean, I like, I think I went into it thinking they're going to destroy us and they didn't and we were winning for a bit and that was nice. But again, I just, we, we, we seem to be missing something and this week it was actually Mac Jones, I think. I think if he was back, we could have we probably could have beaten them because the Packers just didn't look that good. They didn't look bad at all, but I just think that we are a really tough team to beat. I don't think anyone sees us on their schedule and, and is scared like they are with KC or the Bills or the Ravens, but people will see us on their schedule and think, oh, we've got the Patriots. Like We can beat them, but it's going to be really, really tough. And I think, again, I keep saying it every week, we run the football really well and we're tough to beat. That's a good foundation to build on. But I just think there are, again, it's our receiving core just isn't amazing. Um, our, you know, we've had been really unlucky with the injury to Jones and then Hoyer. But I think Bailey Zapp kind of proved that he actually is probably the number two option um, going forward. But yeah, I think there were some encouraging signs for sure. But I'm still not convinced by us other than our ground game, really. 
Yeah, I mean, the Packers looked sort of just good enough to hit a win here, really, didn't they? Um, but, you know, give it a couple of weeks, Miles. I'm sure the name Bailey Zapp will be striking fear into opponents. <laughs> um, Jets at Steelers next. Uh, Ash, I, I, I mean, was this an upset? I I don't know. I I personally thought the Jets were going to win, but I, I guess the Steelers going in on paper were favourites. Yeah, I mean, because Pittsburgh are at home, I would I would have thought most people would say Pittsburgh just because they they know how to win games even when they play badly, Pittsburgh, and they've always done that under Tomlin. But obviously, this Jets team's surprising a few people at the moment. Obviously, they're probably playing... They can be really good, and then they can be really bad, the Jets. But they've got a lot of optimism where they haven't had it for a very long time. They've got some young players, young squads, young receiving core... They've got some pretty good linemen. Like there's, they're not actually that much of a bad team on paper. So if Salah can get these players working and tweak a few things this year and just make them competitive, be a bit of a stepping stone year, a bit of a learning year, they actually might not be too bad next year. I'm not saying they're going to compete with the Bills roster, but I know so the AFC is pretty tough, but you can always say that they, they might have a, an opportunity for, say, say the playoffs next year, especially if they build on what they're producing this year. But I thought, I still think, I mean, I, I do worry for Pittsburgh. I said it on the very first show when we when even they beat the Steelers. Like, I don't know um, when they beat the Bengals. I don't actually know how they beat the Bengals. And then, obviously, since then, they probably couldn't beat anybody, to be honest. They're just getting in their own way. Obviously, they've they got, they ditched Tabritsky at halftime. Pickett came out wasn't great three INT so it's not like this it, they've gone from one bad QB to a good one I think there's plenty of things to kink out with Pickett but it's going to be a tough season for Pittsburgh personally and I think the Jets have got plenty of optimism this year to push on personally as well yeah it's that tough situation for Tomlin now where everyone's been begging for the rookie quarterback and he's brought him in and he's not <clears> played well and so now you go okay where do we go from here um, yeah, I, I, I mean, surely you've got to stick with him, right? You can't go back to Trubisky now. Yeah, you have to stick with him now. Yeah. I think it's one of them cases where very similar to um, it happened with... Um, it kind of happened, to be fair. The Dolphins didn't do that with Tua, did they? They kind of went back and forth with Tua and Fitzpatrick. Mm. And uh, some, some were saying that it might happen this year with Lance and Garoppolo. So I think personally, morale was you can't you can't sort of like give it to Pickett and then take it away the next minute. I mean, I know things were bad, going bad for them um, at the beginning of the game, but they still lost it, if I'm honest, on that fourth quarter and then the Jets won it So and Pickett was in there. So I think it's going to come down to how the locker room feels, if it's Pickett's job or if it's Trubisky's job. So I think that Tomlin will know, I mean, he's a savvy coach, he'll weigh up the locker room and I'm pretty sure that come Sunday, if it's Pickett or Trubisky, it's been the right decision morale-wise for that roster. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Seahawks at Lions next, the highest scoring game of the season so far. Um, Ash, <clears throat> I mean, they're not exactly the two offences that you're expecting this kind of game from, but Geno Smith and Jared Goff, they produced one hell of a game for us. Yeah, they did produce a hell of a game. I think that was like, it was like one of like the most, uh, I think it's one of the bookies' favourites to be like under like 40 points in the whole game. <laughs> both teams scored over 40. It was absolutely crazy. I mean, they were both absolute sieves were for the teams running the ball. I mean, Williams and Penny absolutely, absolutely killed their run defences. So I'll be playing anybody in fantasy football who's playing Seattle and Detroit next week. 
for sure because um they were just absolutely sibbing by with with these um touchdowns and yardage um but overall like it's actually quite everyone was not really thinking that Detroit and Seattle would be that enjoyable to watch this year but in fact they've actually been they've been involved in some good games they've got some they've got some pretty good players like with your with your running backs and your wide receivers like Lockett Metcalf etc and and um obviously St Brown wasn't there to th- um this week but Hockerson really did step up and even uh, Reynolds stepped up so I'd be slightly worried on defenses for both these teams there obviously is glimmer of hope wouldn't play really well for Seattle corner um but yeah it was a it was an absolute slobber knocker of a game and I, I personally thought Detroit would win it but Seattle have surprised quite a few this year and I do think that it's on the back of the, the two guys that they took on that offensive line I think that they took Lucas from Washington's um, Washington State and they took uh, Charles Cross in the draft and them two players have been absolutely balling these first few weeks so well done Seattle for for last year's draft with taking them two guys Yeah it's one of those rare cases where you see a 90 plus point game with both teams doing it on the ground it's, uh, mm. it's really true it's a spectacle in this day's NFL um, Titans at the Colts next divisional matchup for the AFC South I mean all teams sort of struggling to pick themselves out from the bunch here. Uh, Miles, did you see anything from either of these two to really convince you? Um, I, I think I th- the Colts are a bit of a mess, really, at the moment. Um, I think we all kind of thought that they would be the best team in that division, and they've just... I don't know. I don't know what's happened. I think Ryan was actually kind of solid. Um, he put up over 300 yards, um, but they just couldn't get Taylor going. I think he had... 20 carries for 42 yards, which, you know, it's 2.1 a carry. It's not great. Um, yeah, they just, they managed to sort of hang in the game and only lost by one score. But I just think Tennessee had control of the game, really. They run, ran Henry down their throats and I think he had over 100 yards. They were, they were just running it, really, weren't they? Because I think their top receiver had less than 40 yards receiving. Like, they just they just weren't really bothered about getting it done through the air. They just pounded it with Henry over twenty times, and they got it got him through in the end. I think you know Tannehill didn't have a lot to do; he only threw one hundred and thirty something yards. So, yeah, um, I think Tennessee look a lot better than I thought they would. I think they're reminding me of the Tennessee that made the deep playoff run a few years ago, <laughs> where they're not destroying teams, but they're very methodical and they're getting it done. They're just running the ball; they're being physical. They're just being a slightly bit better than every single opponent the last couple of weeks, and it's worked. So I think they're in a rhythm now. They've got Henry going, so I think they're actually going to be a bit of a force to be reckoned with, which I think has taken a lot of people by surprise, especially me. Yeah, I mean, that Derek Henry boulder seems to have gotten rolling now. Yeah. Um, I can't see it stopping anytime soon. Um, the Colts, I mean, they they look very similar to they, what they did last year. I think the problem for them is that nothing's happened. They're still mm. the same roller coaster team. They're, they're awful one week and really good the next. Um, except Jonathan Taylor's not doing much, and mm. that's you know he was a genuine MVP candidate last year. And when you lose that to basically no production, there's, I, it, I, I mean, you can't do that on a good team. Never mind a team that missed the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it'll be really tough to see them get out of the AFC South this year. I think you're right, the Titans, they, they should be keep. Although, having said that, uh, moving on to the next game, uh, another team who could very well be in that conversation for the AFC South, uh, the Jags went on the road to the Eagles. 
Uh, Ash, what do you what do you see from the Jags in this game against a very good Eagles team? Yeah, I thought Jags played well. To be honest, I mean the Eagles have got an identity, and they let's face it, they run they can run it down your throat, and it's really hard to stop because Hurts didn't do a lot um, through the air. Obviously, there was no touchdowns, two hundred yards, but he only completed sixteen attempts and that one INT. So the Jags, I personally think they look like a a very very good team. Um, that are starting to make moves and long gone now. With now where they've got Pedersen in, in charge, I think that it's going to be long times the days that everyone's Jags were the laughing stock because they've obviously built up through the draft with quite a few picks, uh, high picks as well. Um, but I think they look really solid. They could the problem with the Jacksonville team this week, and I think they would have they could have upset the cards if they had run the ball better. <clears throat> but that Philadelphia front with um, Fletcher Cox and um, Davis is really elite. And I think that'll be hard for a lot of teams this year to run on Philly. So obviously Philly have got the identity where they can run on everyone and they're doing a very good job because their offensive line's playing really well. But the Jags, they do still rely on James Robinson. And if they can't quite get that going, they might struggle a little bit in some of them bigger games. But I think they come up against one of the hardest run defences going to play this year. And I think Jags are still going to be very much in the mix for the AFC um, Herself. Yeah, I was quite excited at the beginning of the game because uh, Jags took that 14-0 lead and then quite quickly threw it away. Um, unfortunately, weren't able to do us a favour. But um, yeah, the, the Eagles still look very strong. I, I'd definitely say they're looking like the best team in the AFC right now, yeah. as much as I hate to say it. Um, <laughs> Broncos at the Raiders is in the next game. Miles, um, I mean... The two struggling teams, the Raiders finally got their first win. Um, did they? Did either of them do anything to convince you of a potential playoff run? It's just a, what is really tough with, as I've said it, I've said it every single week since we saw the mess of Week One um, from the Broncos. Is that the Broncos have the personnel, but just something's not clicking, and. I think, you know, Russ has got some chemistry with his receivers, mainly Sutton. Judy had a really good game um, on the weekend, but I don't know. They just seem to every game is a roller coaster for them. Every game it's like, oh, they look really good and then they look terrible. And, you know, they have multiple drives in a row just stalling out and then they'll go and score a really, you know, really good touchdown or something like that. And they just, they seem boom bust every single quarter, you know? And yeah, they're just, I think because they have Russ and I think that, you know, maybe they can sneak into the playoffs, especially with, you know, the Chargers are quite down on their luck at the moment. Um, obviously, I think the Chargers are a better team, but there's it's quite possible that Denver come in second now. Um, so I would say, no, they haven't really done a lot to convince me, but I just think they can ride their luck to the playoffs. Um, Vegas, on the other hand, I think they played really well. Um, Jacobs went off, didn't he? He had like 140 yeah. yards. Um, Adams was over 100 yards receiving. So, yeah, Vegas looked pretty solid. Um, I think they've actually looked quite solid most weeks and just haven't managed to win. Like they had that bottle job against uh, the Cardinals where they're up 20 and then managed to lose. And it's like they looked pretty solid. And then Kyler Murray woke up. So, I think they've just got they've got to learn to put you know games like that away. But I think they they are they are a good team, and I don't think their record reflects um, their ability. I don't think they're a one and three team at all. So I think I think they've been really unlucky. Yeah, at the very least, uh, nothing from the Raiders this week to make me lose my mind. 
uh, <laughs> I guess that's a pretty improvement in the bonus. Yes. Um, <laughs> Ash, charges, your charges went to the Texans. Um, I, I have to say I was favouring the upset on this one. Um, but, you know, Justin Herbert, he pulled through. Mm-hmm. He, uh, and obviously, Austin Eckler, as we mentioned, getting his first touchdown and then touchdowns of the season. Um, it looked much better from your lot, despite all the injuries. Yeah, the first half, we played really, really well. Um, Stalia come in for Slater, left tackle, and he was exceptionally good, um, which is really promising for Chargers fans. They needed a little bit of hope and a little bit of optimism, something to just get everyone a bit more excited again. Um, and losing Slater for most of the years is absolutely killed morale for Chargers fans. Obviously, we've lost Bosa as well for eight weeks. Um, and Allen's still out, um, but we managed to get back Lindsay and um, JC Jackson. Lindsay was a big one this week. Um, getting him back on that offensive line really helped the solidity of the offense. Basically, Eckler could run. He ran a, he ran very well on the right-hand side between Zion and Pipkin, so they played really well as well. So the offensive line done a really good job for us, kept Herbert upright, didn't get hit very... I think he got a couple... I, don't, I think he got one sack and a couple of, a couple of hits... Um, but Herbert was still dialing up everything in the first half. They played really well. And then for some reason, Houston got back into it and they actually had a chance to sort of win or win the game very late on or come back into the game, definitely. And it's the same charges, really. They kind of make a meal out of everything um, from the second half. So hopefully they'll learn from that. But the key injuries at the moment are killing us. And, the run defense as well is still a little bit questionable. They've obviously gave up a lot of yards on the ground to Robinson Lutt, the to the Jags um, on week three, and then Pierce tore us a new one um, this week for Houston. But there's a few there's signs of optimism there for Chargers fans after the last week's like they the the humiliating loss, but also it was more infuriating just with the injuries. So that's what's killing the Chargers at the moment. It's just the amount of injuries, and it's not. That we've got loads. It's just that there's the to the key most key players. Luckily, Herbert's still standing upright, but with some of the other guys, they are a bit walking wounded at the moment. But fingers crossed, we can kind of hold it together until our bye in week eight, and sort of if we can just sneak through and get a few guys healthy, then we might make a run for it at the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely, because the talent is definitely there. You just got to yeah. hope, you know, all the doing do enough uh, rituals, and I'm sure they'll all be back in no time. Um, yeah. Commanders at the Cowboys. Uh, Miles, I've guess, I've gifted this one to you. Um, a Cooper Rush. He's two and zero. I mean, is, has he got something? Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, obviously Dak's going to get his job straight back, but I, I kind of thought the Cowboys were doomed with Cooper Rush, but he's been really, really solid, and I, you know, I don't, I don't, can't really fault him, you know. He's got CD Lamb going, who I thought was really, really good at the weekend. Um, and I think, I think even CD, I saw an interview after the game, and he said he just felt really good stepping into that number one role. And you know, um, I just, I think he got a lot of stick in the off season because people were unsure if he could prov- uh, produce without Cooper. And then after week one, he wasn't great, but yeah, I think. You know, I think he's been really good. He stepped up. Um, rest of the team, uh, Zeke and Pollard again. That tandem is 
I think it's actually pretty good. I mean, I'm not very high on Zeke, but I love some Tony Pollard, and I just think, yeah, I just think that the the team they've got is actually quite good. And I know, you know, they haven't got off. Well, they're three and one, but they didn't look great in week one. So if they can keep this going, then the divisions become quite tough. I don't think Washington are a threat, but you know, Giants are looking good. Um, Philly obviously look great. So. Yeah, they're in. They're in for a tough ride, but I think they've got they've got the personnel there to actually do something good. I think you know, especially Parsons on that other side of the ball is just he just ruins your game plan every week. So yeah, um, really liked what I saw from the Cowboys um, this weekend actually, and Washington was just terrible as well. It didn't really <laughs> help that their best their best receiver had forty three yards. You know, went through it forty two times for 170 yards like it's that there's a lot there's a lot wrong on that side of the ball but i still think the cowboys are really good yeah all of a sudden the nfc is no longer a laughing stock you have to see it um (laughs) speaking of the giants also moved to three and one uh went over the bears um i guess somewhat expected but you know when you lose both quarterbacks on the roster um it's a pretty decent feat to come through and get the win, right? Yeah, it was a bit bit mad when they said, "Oh, Torotelli's gone down with an injury," and now they're just setting up the wild card, a wild cat every every play. Yeah, uh, it was. If I'm honest, it was a bit of a calamity game. Um, watching both these teams play, the D's are the D's are all right, and they've obviously Barkley at the moment is just playing phenomenally well. Um, he is the shining beacon for the Giants that to pin all their hopes on to get to the playoffs. And to be honest, he's playing really well at the moment. If you can keep putting in Barkley's hands, he keeps producing that, then fair play to him with 31 carries. I know there was no touchdowns this week because every time he's on the field, they're just loading the box up because they know that it's going to be a Barkley game. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's, it was a weird game, to be honest. Watching it, I was... Uh, the weather wasn't grey and Herbert didn't really get going. And there was a couple of deep shots. Daniel Jones was good on the ground. <laughs> it was just such a weird game to watch. Um, but there would be nothing that would be making me like hugely optimistic for either of these teams to make the playoffs personally. Yeah, it was a bit of a weird one when Jones got injured and then Taylor got injured and then Jones got brought back on the field to <laughs> yeah. call plays and then line up at wide receiver because apparently yeah. his ankle was so injured that he couldn't take snaps, which is an interesting uh, dilemma. I Obviously, you don't want to put him at any <clears throat> risk, but um, it was certainly, you know, definitely one of the funnier moments of the week. Um, Cardinals at the Pampers I've got next for you, Miles. Um I I mean I've got it down here mainly just because it wasn't that close, um, but I I mean you know there was obviously some decent plays right. Yeah, I think the the Cardinals seem to start games really slowly, and they have a good offense. You know, Zach Ertz, Hollywood Brown, Kyler Murray, obviously they're at quarterback, but I just I don't know what it is. They just they almost seem a bit too afraid to let Murray go and let him run around. I know you don't want to see your quarterback running around getting hit all the time, and they've got Hollywood to stretch the field, and Murray can clearly hit him because he did hit him for a really deep touchdown. So, but I just they seem almost a bit too conservative um, early on in games, and you know the first quarter neither team scored, but out of the two teams, you would think the Cardinals are more likely to score in the first quarter because they're actually <laughs> decent. 
Panthers look terrible and Baker Baker Mayfield under two hundred yards, two interceptions. Like he's, I saw him touted as the wide receiver one killer because everywhere he goes, the best receiver on the team just sort of fades. You know, you got DJ Moore not playing great, and you had you had it with OBJ last year. So yeah, they had to rely on McCaffrey, who still you know they had to force feed him targets because he was he was stuck with twenty seven yards on the ground. So um, yeah, just think that. That game, Cardinals should have won it. They did win it. Um, if I was a Panthers fan, I'd be really worried because your team's not really showing anything. And, I mean, the coaching is just atrocious. And you've got you've got some talent there and they're not using it properly. And I think that, as a fan, would be the most frustrating thing. So, yeah, I think both teams aren't really <clears throat> utilising their talent as much as they could. But the Panthers are definitely not doing as like anywhere near but I think, you know, Murray is fine. And I think, I think the cards should be in the playoff conversation, but they are making it hard for themselves. Yeah, and just as we're turning all the heating on, it's going to be very expensive for the Panthers to heat that seat that uh, Matt is currently <laughs> sitting on. It's um, th- th- that especially, you know, you add into that massive contract they've given them as well. It's uh, That's not going to come cheap for them. No. Um, Browns at the Falcons, last game we've got here, Ash. Um Anything that you picked out here in particular? I don't really know how the Cleveland lost this game, to be honest. Like, Mariota, seven completions, one INT, 139 yards, and then they ended up winning by three. I was <laughs> scratching my head, to be honest. Like, I was watching the game, and I was like, how how are they still in this game? They ran the ball relatively well, Atlanta, but Cleveland just made an absolute meal of this game. I think they massively missed Miles Garrett. If he's out for a few weeks, it could be huge for them. Um but they, I, I, I'm still flabbergasted, really, how Cleveland lost this game because Atlanta didn't really look like they had anything going on offense. They couldn't get the ball to Pitts, couldn't get the ball to London. They, mm. um, Patson went off injured, so they were running the ball with um, Huntley came in, and um, Chubb was amazing as he always is for them. He is the cornerstone piece. He just does. He always turns out. He never seems to let anybody down. Chubb. But I still am wondering how Cleveland lost this game because they clearly have the better roster, they clearly are the better team, and they were really in it. And then they gave up thirteen points in that fourth quarter to Atlanta for, and I'm still scratching my head thinking how that how that happened really. Yeah, it's definitely a weird one. Um, I I mean I'm quite pleased with the result to be honest. I'm sort of hoping by the time. Voldemort gets back that um, Cleveland aren't going to be in the playoff race and, you know, nothing better than seeing this Browns team in the mud as far as possible, to be honest. <laughs> um, so that just about wraps it up for this week. Um, thanks for listening. Any parting words for his miles? Go, Pats. Let's just run the ball and try and be good at football. I know it's hard, but let's try. It is a very difficult game. Ash, what about you? Uh, yeah, hopefully this week Chargers can continue the run. Obviously, you just mentioned that uh, they, you want Cleveland to lose, so Chargers play Cleveland this week. So hopefully, fingers crossed, it continues for you. Yeah, and for the Giants, um, just can't wait to see who we get off the waiver wire to get as a third quarterback because hopefully <laughs> Saquon Barkley as a Wildcat is not a permanent fixture. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you a bit. <laughs>